Domestic COVID infections reached a new daily high of 874 cases on Thursday. 360 of them were found in New Taipei, while more than 160 were reported from Taipei. Since the start of the year, Taiwan has had a total of 5,600 local cases. Due to the rapidly growing number of cases, the CECC said that starting Thursday, it would no longer release contact tracing maps of COVID clusters. Instead, it will promote the use of its contact tracing mobile app as a replacement. Let's hear from the CECC. It takes an average of three to five days to complete. It takes three to five days to clarify a single case. That's enough time when the incubation period is seven to 14 days. But when the incubation period is just three days and you need to do follow-up investigations for three to five days, you'll always be behind. With the use of the social distancing app, clarification is possible within the day. This is the only way we can bring the epidemic under a certain degree of control. In related news, at least five Taiwan hospitals are dealing with hospital-acquired COVID infections. In New Taipei, five medical workers at Shuanghe Hospital have been diagnosed. At Hualien Hospital, a cluster has expanded to 16 people. To contain the spread, Hualien Hospital has suspended patient discharge as well as all outpatient and emergency services. The CECC said that hospital clusters are a top concern because the loss of a hospital due to contact tracing could be devastating for the fight against COVID. Swedish lawmakers visited the Legislative Yuan today, which is the final day of their Taiwan visit. They were received with a banquet by Legislative Speaker Yoshi Kun, who thanked Sweden for backing Taiwan's international participation. Later in the day, the group attended an event at the Foreign Ministry where they shared their impressions of their host country. White Peacock Teapot, which represents luck and happiness. The speaker presents a porcelain teapot to his guest. On Thursday, Speaker Yoshikun hosted a delegation of Swedish parliamentarians in a banquet at the Legislative Yuan. He invited representatives from each of Taiwan's political parties. In his address, he thanked Sweden for backing Taiwan's participation in the World Health Organization and the United Nations. He blasted China for seeking to oppress Taiwan and emphasized that Taiwan was not a part of China. Taiwan, Taiwan and China are separate countries, one on each side of the strait. That is an ironclad reality. Taiwan has never been ruled by the People's Republic of China. The Chinese mentality, that of wanting to eliminate all who offend the Han people, of wanting to restore the glory of the ethnic Chinese and realize the Chinese dream, it is this mentality that has greatly raised tensions in the Indo-Pacific. It poses a massive threat to world peace. Yo said that amid the Russia-Ukraine war, the international community should keep a close eye on China. Speaking at the reception, the head of the Swedish delegation said China had pressured Sweden not to show support for Taiwan. But the Swedish delegation insisted on doing the right thing, she said. A couple of weeks ago, a letter from the embassy of the People's Republic of China arrived at the parliament. We were accused of violating the one-China principle and sending the wrong signal to the Taiwan independence forces. China is angry. We are doing something right. 
Once again, democratic partners from around the world are standing up to Beijing to show support for Taiwan. With their visit reaching an end, Swedish lawmakers shared their impressions of Taiwan at a foreign ministry event. They were asked if the EU would come to Taiwan's aid in the event of conflict in the Straits. We have seen, and I think uh, your big neighbor has seen as well, the will to stick together and take uh, strong decisions on sanctions against Russia when they are attacking brutally a neighbor. The Swedish parliament's deputy speaker said that in visiting Taiwan, Swedish lawmakers were expressing their support. The visit also enhanced her understanding of Taiwan's efforts in climate change and renewable energy, she said. She said she would return home with her newfound knowledge to further deepen cooperation between Sweden and Taiwan. For the first time, Taiwan officials at the Our Ocean Conference in Palau were listed as being from Taiwan. This was confirmed by Taiwan's foreign ministry, which held the name as a step up in terms of recognition. In the past, Taiwanese officials were only allowed to participate in the capacity of scholars or members of NGOs. This week, the seventh edition of the Our Ocean Conference took place in Palau, Taiwan's diplomatic ally. EPA Minister Zhang Zijing led a delegation to the event on behalf of President Tsai Ing-wen. He gave an address at the conference on Thursday. Like Palau, Taiwan is an island nation with beautiful coastlines and rich biodiversity. Zhang spoke about Taiwan's similarities with Palau. Besides Zhang, the Taiwan delegation included foreign affairs official Tian Zhongguang and Ocean Affairs Council Deputy Minister Tsai Jingbiao, who were tasked with sharing Taiwan's experience in marine conservation. This year, in what was hailed in Taiwan as a breakthrough, conference organizers listed the island as Taiwan and not Republic of China Taiwan. On Thursday, the KMT raised concerns about the departure from past practice. The U.S. is the organizer, the co-organizer. Palau is our diplomatic ally. And even they came under tremendous pressure. China didn't even participate in the event, yet it was still able to get the words Republic of China removed from the agenda. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs should make it clear what really happened and not try to pass off this incident as a good thing. Don't try to put a propaganda spin on it and claim that it's some sort of diplomatic breakthrough when we really are being suppressed. Minister Zhang Ziying was able to participate in the conference as an EPA minister. This is the best level of recognition we've had in our history with the Our Ocean Conference. In our entire history of attending the Our Ocean Conference, this was the highest level of recognition and the highest degree of respect and affirmation we've been given. The foreign ministry said that attending the conference as Taiwan set a favorable precedent for the future. In the past, Taiwanese officials were only allowed to attend as members of NGOs or as scholars. In related news, the Czech Republic's foreign minister made a statement of support for Taiwan in an interview with Political magazine. He said his country knew that Taiwan was being bullied by China. The Czech Republic's government hopes that democracies around the world, including Taiwan, can unite and work together, he said. The political report says the Czech Republic's pro-China president will step down at the end of the year. After he does, the Czech Republic may follow in the footsteps of Lithuania by allowing Taiwan to change the name of its representative office in Prague. 
Lithuania can do it, so the Czech Republic can do it. We know that the US is currently promoting a name change. This could trigger a domino effect. Currently, the only representative offices that use the word Taiwan in some form in their name are the one in Somaliland and the one in Lithuania, and they were both established recently. If the Czech Republic takes this first step toward a name change, we can refer to the so-called Czech model when promoting name changes for our offices in other countries. The expert says that a name change in the Czech Republic could open the door to more changes in other countries that better reflect Taiwan's reality. Contract chipmaker TSMC has posted record first quarter revenue. In the first three months of the year, revenue rose 36 percent year-on-year to hit a record 491 billion NT. Net profit rose 45 percent to reach 202 billion NT for better-than-expected earnings per share of 7.28 NT. During an investor conference today, executives were asked about the impact of the war in Ukraine on TSMC's supply chain. The chemicals and gases, including Neo and Xeon, we source from multiple suppliers in different regions, and we have prepared a certain level of inventory stock on hand. First quarter gross margin increased 2.9 percentage points sequentially to 55.6 percent, mainly as we continue to sell our value and improve cost. TSMC said that demand was showing signs of slowing in the smartphone and tablet sectors. Even so, it expects production capacity to stay tight throughout the year, driven by strong demand in sectors like high-performance computing devices. The firm says it has no plans to adjust its overseas expansion projects. To address supply chain challenges, it may send staff overseas to help suppliers expand capacity. New stats show that more than 30 percent of middle-aged and older adults are at risk of sleep apnea. The condition involves briefly stop breathing in your sleep and is linked to obesity and old age. Although rarely lethal, it can have serious consequences. Doctors warn that if you have a number of symptoms, you should get a checkup. If you start to snore as soon as you fall asleep, snore louder and louder, it could be a sign of sleep apnea. More than 20 years ago, actor Tanai Jen's husband passed away in his sleep, which she later learned was because of the condition. He just said he had slept really well that day and wanted to sleep a bit more. Then he lay down on his back and as he was lying there, passed away in his sleep. According to the Taiwan Society of Sleep Medicine, 30% of middle and old-aged people are at high risk of developing sleep apnea that rises to more than 50% for men over the age of 50. The risk is related to the structure of your nose, chin, and neck. Doctors recommend regularly measuring the circumference of your neck, which should ideally be less than 35 centimeters for women and less than 38 centimeters for men. We're not saying that the thicker your neck is, the thicker the internal diameter, rather the accumulation of fat in this region, as well as things like the sagging of muscle, will all act to constrict the windpipe of people with wider necks. Gastric acid stimulates the nerves in our esophagus, which can cause hyperemia and swelling in the nose. It also causes us to open our mouth to breathe, which leads to a lack of saliva. We may swallow to neutralize our stomach acid. Then acid reflux will exacerbate the sleep apnea, which will in 
turn aggravate the acid reflux. Experts say keeping an eye on your neck is a good practice to minimize risk. If your waist circumference is over 80 centimeters for a woman or 90 centimeters for a man, you might also be at higher risk. If you suffer from excessive snoring or excessive urination, check it out with a doctor. Former Eva Air Chairman Zhang Guowei has been restored to the family business after being ousted in a war of succession six years ago. On Thursday, he announced that he had been voted chairman of Uni Air, the regional airline of Evergreen Group. According to local media, his comeback is the result of infighting between his half-brothers. Zhang is now the head of two commercial carriers, Uni Air and his own company Starlux Airlines. Zhang said there were no plans at present for an airline merger. Thanks to the support of everyone at Evergreen International and the support of the other directors on the board, I have been able to take the position of chairman of Uni Air. Facing the cameras, he announced his new post in the family business. Starlux chairman Zhang Guowei is now the new head of Uni Air. The current situation is that I will be chairman in an acting capacity. This isn't me returning to the fold. I was always a shareholder of the company, so it can't be said that I'm returning to anything. Zhang's new post comes six years after he was ousted from his family's conglomerate. On Thursday, he emphasized that he'd never really left as a shareholder. He also denied rumors that he'd cut a deal with his two half-brothers to get back into the firm. Basically, there was no agreement. This is the Zhang family business. It was created by my father. There was no exchange of conditions. According to local media, Zhang's comeback was possible due to a rift among his three half-brothers, the children of his father's first wife. The two younger brothers formed a faction against the eldest and seized control of Evergreen International. Soon after that, they ousted the leadership of Uni Air and installed Zhang as chairman. I agree with what he said, which is that this is the Zhang family business. After all, the president, my father, spent decades fighting for the business. A Zhang should continue to lead it. Reporters asked Zhang about Starlux Airlines and whether it might be merged with Uni Air. A merger is a big matter, and in the short term, I don't think that there is a need for a merger. As for collaborations, I think that collaborations are inevitable when doing business. Zhang said there were no plans for a merger, but that there was room to discuss collaboration. While it's unclear what the future might hold, Zhang's rise as the head of two airlines is certain to shake up the industry. As global natural gas prices continue to spiral, gas is getting more expensive in Taiwan. State energy company CPC has sustained large financial losses since the COVID-19 pandemic began. The business was obliged by the government to absorb heavy losses and protect subsidized gas for the public. Now it looks like a price hike might be on the cards. We spoke to the new chair of the corporation to find out how long it can continue losing money and what's on the horizon. The new chair of CPC Corporation, Li Shunqing, is developing a new zero-carbon plan for the future of the state-owned petroleum company. But more pressing is the inflation of natural gas prices worldwide, driven by COVID and the Ukraine invasion. That's put CPC under immense pressure. The price of natural gas is multiplied, especially the spot price. But we are still able to stabilize the prices based on being a state-owned company. We are absorbing the price rise in line with government policy. 
Of course, that puts pressure on our finances. Our financial department is drawing up plans for that. Lee confessed that the company is drawing up new plans to present to the Ministry of Economic Affairs. CPC saw losses of 105 billion NT on natural gas last year. From January to March this year, they lost a total of 52 billion NT, half of the previous year in just three months. Estimates say losses will top 60 billion NT by the end of April, amounting to almost half the capital investment. But so far, CPC has only raised natural gas prices for some industrial users by 10 percent. Analysts wonder if a broader hike is imminent. I think in the short term, government policy is very clear. For household use, price will be stabilized. So I think we have not raised gas prices, including household gas, for a year. In the end, the government will have to decide, and of course we have some suggestions. The government will never allow CPC to collapse. Economics Minister Wang Meihua recently promised that CPC would not be allowed to fail. But how long can the petroleum company sustain such fast losses? And what are its plans to recover financial stability? Only time will tell. Pandemic insurance is seeing a surge in demand as Taiwan grapples with a new wave of COVID-19. As of April 11th, more than 900 million NT in COVID policies had been sold nationwide. But with infection risk on the rise, many insurance firms are taking steps to mitigate the risk of losses. So far, three companies have decided to take their COVID policies off the market. Policy after policy comes out of the printer, keeping insurance company staff on their feet. With local case counts hitting new highs each day, demand is soaring for COVID insurance. Over here, I have about 30 to 40 forms. I'm going to take a break and process them in the morning. We handle the cases once they reach a set quantity. We can't handle them one at a time as they come. That would be a tremendous amount of work for insurance workers. Government data shows that as of April 11th, more than 1.19 million COVID insurance policies had been sold for a total of 919 million NT. So far, these policies have paid out 559 million NT in compensation. With infection risk on the rise, some insurance firms are discontinuing their COVID policies. Starting May 1st, Hotai Insurance will stop selling its 614 NT COVID insurance, which offers 90,000 NT to confirm cases ordered to isolate. This Friday, CTBC Insurance will discontinue its 606 NT policy, which offers 80,000 NT to cases in isolation. MSIG Mingtai Insurance already ended its 517 NT policy on Wednesday. One company stopped selling it, and then another, setting off a cascade of discontinuations. If policies are sold again after this wave of suspensions, those policies might offer 10,000 NT for isolation. The compensation for a COVID diagnosis might be between 30,000 and 50,000 NT. If the payouts are smaller, of course people are not going to be as interested. I have medical insurance. I don't usually buy these kinds of packages. I don't need them. Not a few people say they already have private medical insurance. If insurance firms decide to lower the pandemic payouts, demand for COVID insurance is expected to cool. Taoyuan's airport has completed a major overhaul of its baggage handling systems. A new baggage control room has been built to manage luggage more efficiently, increasing handling capacity by 25%. The airport has also upgraded its baggage security hardware. 
Although traveler numbers are still low, the airport hopes new systems will give Taoyuan a flying start when the pandemic is over. Above our heads clatters a constantly moving conveyor belt. These baggage conveyors are waiting for suitcases to arrive. Each person who flies out of Taiwan takes a bag on the journey with them. But that bag's journey needs to go without a hitch. Numerous CCTV camera reels play on these big screens. Staff have their eye on the bags as they traverse Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport. This newly built central command room is equipped for immediate action if something goes awry. The complicated work of processing so much luggage requires faultless systems. The computer room is vital. The airport recently completed a 316 million NT upgrade to its baggage systems, replacing old equipment, renovating buildings, and building this new command center. It's raised the processing capacity of the airport from 480 pieces of luggage an hour to 600. As part of the upgrade, we replaced the mainframes for baggage security. We used the nighttime to replace the old systems with new ones. The number of travelers flying in and out of Taoyuan has fallen drastically during the pandemic. But the airport is taking this chance to improve its systems so that those flyers who are transiting the airport will have the best journey possible.